Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Here at United Queendom, we're big fans of box menswear. For boxers, briefs, jocks, tracksuits, swimwear and so much more, head over to boxmenswear.com for stellar deals, worldwide shipping and some killer eye candy. I'm a Dyson and this is United Queendom Podcast. And I'm... <laughs> and I'm Sam Dowler, and welcome to the show. Right, so we both auditioned. Now we have to decide who's his best. Uh, well, I think Moon should decide, really. <laughs> well, I think we're just going to go with mine because you laughed during yours, Sam. So I think I won the audition. Oh, I wasn't taking it seriously. <laughs> we're not seeing the real you, we're not seeing your vulnerability. I was t- putting on a Tina Burner bravado. I mean, bravado. <laughs> I mean, ah, whatever he does. It sounded like you were on Tina for sure. No, you you win, Sam. You win. Mine was the most painful. <laughs> so let's get into this week's episode. Oh, I forgot to write down to do a rating, but then I just remembered just by chance. So let's do a rating. Let's do a rating. <laughs> right, that's the last singing, I promise. I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Sorry, I was... Did you say ten? <laughs> ten out of ten. Out it's, of ten? It's, my, it's been my favourite episode. Ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it's been my favourite episode in well, a very long time of, of, of both. I mean, no, definitely of American. Can I ask why? <laughs> you sound like a headmaster. Um, <laughs> can I ask why? You, you, uh, you shit up all over the walls. Um, basically, I, I think it had everything in it. It had a celebrity cameo that I really liked. I liked the celebrity. And, Jamal Sims. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> it had heart in it. It had some tea from her. It had some. It had some tea about Graham Norton. Um, the. Sh- I mean, I thought the runway was great. I thought the whole thing that they had to audition, like the whole episode from start to finish, had good gags in it. it Maybe laugh out loud a couple of times. Yeah, I. Th- I thought it was a good episode. I just thought, like you. You said to me, "What did I try and give something a ten recently?" And you talked me down. Or was mine even a nine? No, it was a one. You gave something a one, and I, and I said, well, "I said that's got to be basically like you know, just turds on a stick." Well, this has to be like perfect if you're going to give it ten. And I mean, it was good, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying it's perfect. I'm saying it's my. But in my opinion, this is a perfect episode for me. A perfect episode, not the perfect episode, but a perfect episode. Well, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten, but I'm going to try and do a Sam Dowler and bring you down to a nine because I think. Maybe you've got... Oh, <laughs> bring me down a peg or three. You've, you've got a little bit carried away, um, but we'll see how we get on. So the start of the episode, Lala... It's, Mer- it's Mercury. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mer- Mercury is no longer in retrograde. So, listeners, you should all be feeling a lot happier now because I don't know if you believe in this cosmos and stuff, but basically twice a year, Mercury goes into retrograde and we all get depressed. And it, it's, it's not you, it's not us, it's Mercury. But now it's over, we're happy... Well, that's why I've gone crazy. That's why I've gone crazy and given 10 out of 10 because of Mercury, basically. I'm just so delighted with life. 
well, maybe we should re-record the episode in two days when you're feeling a bit more balanced. <laughs> but the episode starts with Lala Ree is gone and Olivia is really starting to feel her oats and it feels like they're building her up to be some sort of kind of secret villain still. And mm, yeah, yeah. another unexpected turn is Utica is finally getting shady. So she's bit... She's, um, I'm really glad for this. She says, you want a mean bone? I can't believe you won with that hairline. Do you think that Utica could also <laughs> become some sort of villain? Um, no, because <laughs> literally like five minutes later, she just goes, she just says like the sweetest thing in the sweetest voice about how they're all just, they're all, you're all just such lovely people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no way. I mean, every time she tries to be mean, I mean, that was just like, you can, you can bet that her heart was beating like a drum when she said that slightly rude thing about the hairline and then was like, oh, oh, back to being nice after. Oh, I bet she prayed afterwards and like whipped her back with one of those things like in, um, <laughs> what's it called? The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> so. yeah. put, on a, put on a hair shirt for, for an hour and a half. As long as it's not that fucking little wig again, anyway. And then also, I mean, there's a lot of negativity here. Denali's also mad because she feels like she's being kind of overlooked. And, it, and she seems like she's ready to cut someone's throat with one of her skates at this point. She's like, I was wearing the best outfit on the runway. And I'm like, was it the best? Did you think it was? I am getting full on Tonya Harding vibes from her now. I mean, it must be a skating thing. I mean, you've seen the destruction of Dancing on Ice from week to week and it's had to have a week off because it's up shit creek so much. This is what happens in the ice skating world. So she is a not please bitch. And um, I have to say that it was the best outfit. I don't think, I mean, it was really good. I don't think it was the best, but I thought the skating background would help her to deal with loss better because, like, her dream was to go to the Olympics. She obviously didn't make it there despite being immensely talented. Mm. So I thought it would teach you, like, mm-hmm. how to be humble and gracious. And it seems like we're not seeing any of that. And I still love her. Oh, no, no. Like, um, like, like ice dancers specifically, um, uber, uber competitive. And, um, you know, like, that's why, like, when, when she does when she does feel slighted, like, you can imagine she's the sort of person that goes, oh, it's just fine, and then just goes back to Jason and goes, fuck, fuck, and smashes something against the wall. Like the Ross Geller episode where Rachel's dating Joey and friends. I'm fine, I'm fine! And he's just, like, burning his hands. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I've been re-watching Friends recently. <laughs> I can tell, babes. It was a 20-year-ago reference. But I think, um, <laughs> I think that basically she is, I mean... Obviously, as well, the whole bit about um, she's a bit meh and she's forgettable, that clearly struck a nerve for her because then because then she thinks she's... I mean, the thing is, I think she thinks she's incredible and she just she just can't really compute that she keeps getting safe when she's being so amazing. Well, you know what Denali is an anagram of, don't you? Denial. Oh, you got it. I didn't know if you would, <laughs> even though it's actually just two <laughs> letters switched. So maybe she's in denial about what's happening here. But I thought to bring up the reading challenge thing. I mean, the the reading challenge, the whole point of it is you can say whatever. So to bring that up is a bit bad sportsmanship again. But I think maybe because two people, two people had said it. So it's almost like, oh, if one person says it, you know, ha ha rude. But if two people says it, it's like, oh my God, does everybody think that? <laughs> well, and she's bringing up the fact she won a challenge, but obviously she won the challenge when half the cast, they were split in two and the other half were the winning cast. So it's like, it is a win, but it's a less impressive win because you were against the lower half of the cast, really. 
Come on, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, I, I, I won, like, you know. <laughs> like, fucking come on. Like, she's really trying to hold herself together. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Well, it's kind of cringe because, like, Rose and Denali are in this compe- uh, competition between themselves of who's the best of the pork chops. And it's like, you should be who's going to win the crown, not who's the best of the, the, mm. the shit group. But, um, no. but also, a lot of people are saying, <laughs> I don't know if you've picked up on this, Sam, because uh, we don't we have trouble accessing Untucked. But a lot of people are saying in Untucked, like Denali and Rosé, the way they talk to each other, people are wondering if there's a bit of a romance because they are all over each other. Denali and Rosé, um, yeah, quite quite possible because they are together a lot and I think they both re- respect each other's um, art. Do you know what I mean? I think they, they both think that the other one's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we've seen Rosé's front, front arse. Oh, the, the way these... Naked pics are coming through of the cast. We'll have seen them all by the end of the season. And when Candy Muse has come through, I'm hanging it up and I'm giving giving up this industry. But um, I would rather watch the sex tape with Rosé and Denali than Candy and Joey, can I just say. I think also the one with Candy and Joey would possibly be... Um, right. I don't know, there'd be some sort of host- hostage situation. Yeah, she'd try and pass it off as bondage, but really it's just enslavement. She'd like draw open eyes over um, Joey's actual closed eyes. Like, <laughs> well, she was awake the whole time. <laughs> and Candy thinks they should all move in together so she can help trap Joey. And I'm like, I'd love it if Joey J gets so scared. She's like, actually, you know what? I'm not gay. I made that my brand, but I'm actually straight now. <laughs> just so she gets out of this Candy situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she doesn't have to have any of that muse. No, just so she didn't have to wake up to every morning. Um, so Rue comes in and starts talking about how they take their phones um, to go on Drag Race, which is something I feel like we never really think about. Like, you always think about the fact they're sequestered, they're not with their friends and family, but mm. actually, even going as long as they do without a phone must be really hard. So, um, Sam... So that means, like, it's, it's like during, during like, the hotel, like, where they're staying and stuff as well, like, the whole time. Yeah, apparently they're given a TV, but it's only got, like... It's not TV that you can watch the news. Ooh, your dog's kicking off. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, they they aren't allowed their mobile phones. They get a TV, and they're not allowed porn. So, apparently, like, a lot of them, I think, bring pictures as part of their suitcase of, like, pornographic things just to wank over. Oh, my God. But I wanted to know, Sam, how... How long can you go without a wank? No, without your phone. <laughs> a wank. I mean, this a long time. This this lockdown has shown me this. <laughs> Sometimes you're just not feeling it. Sometimes 10, 15 minutes, honestly. I can really go for it. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, How long could I be without my phone or have I been without my phone? How long do you... In, in any given week, what's the longest you would go without checking your phone? Oh, I see. Um, an hour? I also think an hour is the longest I go. And usually that's if I'm watching a film. Like I leave it upstairs a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like I leave, like sometimes purposely I leave it upstairs where I go and have my lunch and stuff. And then, uh, but the annoying thing is you come back to it and you've had like three missed calls and someone's like, what are you doing? And it's like, oh. I know it's hard because we're both freelance and like in terms of social stuff with friends I'm fine with leaving it for a while then but I mean sometimes people do ask you a work mm. question and you you know what it's like on weekends mm. just as likely or on holiday and like people kind of expect you to have an answer and not have to wait too long for it even so yeah exactly or they'll ask somebody else yeah I mean it's hard we're living in an age where our relationships with our phones are kind of it's becoming the addictive 
issue of our time really isn't it and i don't even think we know fully the ramifications of it like it's affecting our attention span it affects our there's the serotonin and all this stuff so let's talk about uh, we find out that social media the rusical is going to be the subject so do you think that's a good subject for a rusical Oh yes, absolutely. Because there's so much, there's so much you could. Just, um, you just literally said how much it has affected our lives, and um, I know you just said phones, but um, basically, social media in general has um, affected slash ruined loads of people's lives. You look at the Kardashians, etc., like, and the whole cancel culture. It's so, it's so right now. There's definitely, definitely something in it, don't you think? Oh, definitely. I think life was better before social media. I mean, I remember when I... A hundred percent. It was my first year of uni when Facebook became a big thing and I loved it and everyone I knew loved it, but it was quite contained then to universities. And I think since then, and as soon as parents start getting on it, that was the beginning of the end. And now it's just like the toxic downsides definitely seem to outweigh what few benefits we have left of it. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. But despite that, what would you say is your favourite platform if you had to choose? Social media platform. Well, I think is the thing is I do agree with you, and it was. And one thing I will say is that um, it's good what we've like Facebook. I've enjoyed Facebook during lockdown. It's a good way to keep in touch with people that I, you know, I wouldn't see and we can't see, um, and and including older people, like you know, from all age ranges, like people's parents and stuff, and finding out what they're doing and it's just and like and obviously that is like and when people have a death in the family or they have that sort of thing they put it on their Facebook and you can you know you keep in touch with people in a kind of a nice way I mean it's, it was obviously awful with all the with all the um conspiracy theory bullshit but um other than that I yeah I would I mean I would say Facebook I enjoy Instagram but I I have to say I have um I found comfort in Facebook over this last year Oh, I definitely haven't. I don't really like any of them. So I really, I like what I like. I like WhatsApp, and that's where I speak to most of the my closest people and my I family. I wouldn't say that's a social media. I wouldn't say that's a social media platform. That's that's just a, a way of communication. And then that's why I like it because it's like you can keep in touch with everyone on WhatsApp, and it's not public. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like that's. I mean, it's that's just like instant messaging, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's that's where I am. I don't Facebook. I think there's too many old people. Twitter, too many trolls. Instagram, too, many too much showing off. And LinkedIn. I mean, say no more. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I just said something about LinkedIn the other day, and somebody told me to fuck off. It is like you know, quite a professionally worky sort of thing. So I mean, I don't get a lot out of it. And I agree with you. The um, the trolls on Twitter were just horrendous. And also, yeah, yeah, it's the show off the aspect on Instagram can be quite off putting. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm, st- I'm sticking with my Facebook. Each platform has its own special brand of hell. And I think it's, I hope there comes a time. I mean, <laughs> there's a big thing about cancel Facebook at the moment. I'm not sure w- what's happening. Mm. Something to do with Mark Zuckerberg, Australia, and like. It's Australia. It's your, it's your whole Australia thing. So they, um, I mean, I can spend it if you want, but it's quite boring. It's um, to do with. Sorry, the media companies want money or something, for, or somebody wants money to be on Facebook and the news scenario that they have it in other countries, but they never did it before. And um, in order to, in order to put their foot down, then Australia has yanked. I mean, Facebook has pretty much yanked Facebook from all of Australia, and everyone's like, "It's you know, it's a monopoly." La di da di da. If they can do that in Australia, they can do it anywhere in the world. How, how basically, it's a worry that Facebook controls so many people's lives. You're right. It was boring, but I'm glad we. I'm glad we know now. That's. <laughs> 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 but I hope. I... 
whatever leads to it happening, I hope that eventually there's a big campaign to get us all off social media and go back to how we used to be. Yeah. I want to go back to caveman times. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to dinosaur times. I think that's when we were happiest. <laughs> what do you remember that, do you? <laughs> well, not according to my showbiz age. But there's a few... And you, used to get, you, you didn't have a bone through your nose. You had a bone up your arse. <laughs> More than one. Um, but a few people have got a stick up their ass in the cast because they're mad they didn't get the parts they wanted. So they're choosing oh, the parts. This and is great. This time Utica sticks to her guns. She's like not handing it over again and actually wins. But this leads to a showdown between potential lovers, Denali and Rosé. And what did you make of this whole... We kind of made fun of it at the top of the show. I loved it. I loved it. This is... This is, this is... This was this is the whole point that my um my point system was going up and up because um this was just great. We've not seen it before. Like you've often that you've often I've often wondered how they finally assign it and um and these two basically both thought they could do it. They both they both could have done it and um so yeah, so Elliot with two T's just says, Well why don't you why don't you just audition for it? And they ha they, it was the the logical conclusion and uh, they both had to and it was oh my god, I was living for it, weren't you? Yeah, we have to give Elliot props for suggesting it because it's never happened before. It seems something <laughs> that's quite obvious, like when they're fighting over it, like why don't you audition? But it's weird I thought it was weird that Denali went up against Rose when they know she's a great singer. So how did she think this was mm. gonna end? Mm. They're doing uh, Barbara and don't rain on my parade parody and rose goes mm-hmm. first kills it and then i don't know if i was denali i probably would have gone yeah fine she can have it i don't want to <laughs> i know but she but she couldn't do that she i mean th- but the thing is i think denali thinks that she is better than she is especially on this front and i think um she's very much uh in this headspace where she thinks that she's being hunt- hard done by every week and everybody should actually like Everybody should turn around and help her out, and um, and she should have the part she wants. She's very, it's very, you know, prom queen diva behaviour, and um, that's exactly what she's she's doing here, and and expe- expects expects that she's going to be even better, but then clearly isn't, and then it's slightly delusional. Is that is that a uh, anagram of denial as well? No, yeah. there's a there's an extra you in there for that one. <laughs> and I think um, I just think it's I just think it's brilliant because she isn't as good, and you just sort of go cringe. But I do love that Tina does a strategic vote when they're all voting, and she goes for Denali just because she knows it's going to mess with Rose's head, even though it doesn't. But I actually she's such a wicked witch, isn't she? I actually found Tina more likable in this episode. I don't know if you found that. I mean, we've been slagging her off quite a lot, but she seemed a bit more relaxed and less annoying. Maybe I don't mm. know. I found that, and I, I found that with um, with Candy Muse. I found that with Candy. I found out clearly you don't agree. Sort of. I, I did find it with Candy Muse more. Do you know what? I felt a bit like this episode. Another reason why I gave it more props is because it sort of felt good to release some of the hatred I was feeling for Dina and Candy. Like it feels like you know. I don't know if you've ever had that in real life where you've you've had a massive falling out with someone and you really hate them, and then you make up and you're like and re- releasing it, and the the feeling of forgiveness and the feeling of releasing that hatred and anger is actually a really good feeling and that's how I felt. (laughs) Yeah, I think maybe because Tamisha and Simone, um, sorry, Tamisha and Candy clash so much. I think once Tamisha's gone, it's helped Candy Mm. just relax a little bit more. So she does seem Mm. more likable as well. 
um, somebody who is often oh, exactly. I mean, like we we live for we live for we do live. Go on. So I think we do live for the arguments. And do you remember I wanted to say to you, Ed, because we haven't mentioned CBB yet. But like, um, there was one <laughs> I think there was where um, they just they just all shouted like all the time. Oh yeah, that was one. It was the one with Katie Bryce and Perez Hilton. And like, and we love the arguments to begin with, but then it was all arguments all the time, and it just like wasn't fun. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, awkward to God. watch the whole time. That series became traumatic. I used to dread watching it because it was so toxic and negative. Like they, they all hated each other. <laughs> I know, <you> did. <laughs> Some someone else who gets quite a lot of hate, maybe fairly or unfairly, is Anne Hathaway. And we find out that she is giving having I thought it was gonna be a video message, but it turned out to be a video conversation with the Queen. So what do we think of Anne Hathaway? Are you a fan, Hathaway? Well, we have discussed her before in the Witches, um in yeah. our Witches um episode. Look back, um, if anybody wants to have a listen to that, it was some... some Yeah, for Halloween, yeah. Yeah, would, would make sense. And um, I do I do like her. She she is a bit irritating at times, and sometimes, like, she was a bit annoying in Les Mis, but um, I do like her as a person. I like the fact that she loves um, the show. I'm sad that I think, because I think she would have been a judge had it not been for the pandemic. Um, but I think that she... She gives it her all and she obviously likes, she obviously really likes them. And she actually, this is again why I loved it. I love the episode. She actually gives proper, like, newsworthy information. Yeah, she does give some good. Um, she's quite open and she admits she's nervous. So that makes her, because I think I probably talked about it in the Witches episode. And like she gets hives and you can see it. Yeah, you actually can see it. But I remember I probably talked about it before, but there was once a time when she went on Graham Norton's chat show and she was alongside. Um, I think it was Mickey Flanagan. And that's when I started to go off her as a person because he told a really long story, as comedians do, building up to a punchline. And she jumped in before the punchline and t- told her own story. <laughs> and he was just sat on the couch. It's <laughs> it's still on YouTube if you want to watch it. I mean, it's a very long episode, but she was so obnoxious. That sounds so awkward. It was really, really, really awkward. So that was when I started to be like, oh, maybe this is why a lot of people don't like her. But as an actress, you can't, Take that away from her, like Devil Wears Prada, obviously iconic, amazing. And an underrated one I'd like to recommend. If anyone hasn't seen The Intern with her and Robert De Niro, that is a really good film oh, as well. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So mm. so the tea she spills is she was actually ninth choice to play Andy in Devil Wears Prada. I had a little look to see. The only person I can see confirmed ahead of her was Rachel McAdams. So, she, but apart from that, I would. Oh, would really? Love, yeah, I'd love to know who the other actresses were. Can can we hazard any guesses? Well, let's think. How long ago was it? It, it was probably some. It was probably people like Julia Stiles or Emma Stone, or. Ooh, um, Emma Stone! I can see that. But I mean, it had to be someone. You know, because she would have been young, and I think it had to be someone who wasn't too skinny. Because like part of the point was she was meant to look like a normal girl, unless someone could have gained. Obviously, she was not in any way fat in the role. But one of the oh. jokes is that Miranda Priestly calls her fat. So if it was Emma Stone, she'd either have to probably gain weight or, I don't know. What about that Aussie girl? I can't remember her name. All of Rebel like. Wilson. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, she actually has lost weight as well now, hasn't she? They're all going up and down. She has. I find... Oh, they're up and down all over the shop, but um, yeah. I find it funny that one of the queens asked her about accents, because it's like, actually Anne Hathaway was widely mocked for her accent in one day. I don't know if you remember <laughs> one day, because she did a Yorkshire oh, accent. God, she did fun. mine. It was as bad as bloody mm. tea or coffee <sighs> in the um, Snatch Game UK. <sighs> 
I actually was at that premiere. I can't remember if I told that in The Witcher's Story. That was when I met Anne Hathaway and I asked her, would you play Kate Middleton in a film? And she said yes. And then the next day the papers were, Anne Hathaway to play Kate Middleton. And then it was, <laughs> obviously it never happened. But that's Wait, how was that from your, from your story? Well, it, it wasn't because I was, I forget, I think I was there for the Daily Star. And then I didn't realise that someone next to me was from the Sun website. And they ran it online that night and then got the glory. Oh, I used to hate that when you ask a really good question, but there's a bunch of you with your dicks out. Dictaphones. <laughs> and they and some and somebody else steals it basically. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is that that's what we call it in the biz, ladies and gents, in the biz. Uh but uh yeah, that was always really annoying. And then everyone's like, Oh yeah, great, great question. It's like, well, you know, you've stolen it. Well, yeah, sometimes because I'm shorter as well. Someone would literally rest their dictaphone on my head <laughs> to steal my story. And it's like, well, if you're going to steal my story, can you not use me as a fucking armrest while you're doing it? Like, really <laughs> rub it in. I know. And no, normally, normally you're kneeling down when someone's got their dick on your head. <laughs> True. But yes, that was the, the, the last time I met Anne Hathaway, but I'm glad to see she's doing well and is also a big fan of Drag Race and presumably this podcast as well. Of course. Hi, Anne. Thanks for listening. Love you, Anne. I love that Utica says, similarly delusional to what I just said, she says to Anne Hathaway, I know you're a big fan of our drag and our careers. And it's like, when you say our Utica, I think that's a little bit presumptuous. She likes the show, but... <laughs> Utica's, like, Utica's like, oh, it's, lo- it's always good to meet a fan. Uh, so, hi, Anne. Lovely to meet you. Um, what, what do you do? <laughs> Utica thinks this is a meet and greet with a super fan. She's like, so I appreciate the support. Um, but I like that Anne Hathaway had a little joke at the end, which was, don't forget to have fun. That was quite cute. So it was it was nice to see her. And I bet we'll... Yay. I bet because of COVID, we're going to get a lot more big stars doing... Because they don't often have the time to come in for a whole day and judge. But to do these little video links might be become more of a regular occurrence, I feel. Well, exactly, because it because people have realised that it's actually you know it's because nor because you know before COVID they would have thought like no sorry like and, you know a video link is shit we're not having that and it, and it would and it would seem like the celebrity was too big for their boots to come themselves, um, but now obviously it's people have seen that it's effective and it works just as well. Um, you know it would, that 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 whole scene like it would have been like if it was her in the workroom it would have been just as good. Do you know what I mean? God, yeah, and they pro- they probably have to, if not pay them, like you have to pay for travel, hotels, like all that stuff, mm, like a video mm. link. And as a viewer, like it really didn't make that much difference whether she was in the room or not for us. Like we got the same content. Like maybe mm. they would have been a bit more screamy yeah. if it had been in person, but apart from that, it was just as effective. What I didn't yeah, think, what I, yeah. what I didn't think was effective, and why I think you really need to consider coming down from a ten out of ten is. I don't like these sections where they're recording the song and doing the dance rehearsals. I find it a really boring part of these episodes. Yes, I, I agree. They, um, that, I mean, that was... A, all right, a fucking nine, okay? Yay! <laughs> I won, I won, I won. I'm Rosé, I won. <laughs> this, well, this bit, um, Rosé in particular, I think, stood out. Because she just really upped the smugometer. And, um, like, at the end of the... Um, at the end of the rehearsal bit, when she just goes, oh, I'm just, I'm just really worried for the other girls. What, why, what, the, why that they can't keep up with you and your amazingness? Shut up. Well, she was right though. But what the thing that surprised me was, um, <laughs> was you know Simone in the rehearse in the recording was really bad, and I was really confused because I remember in episode two 
when they did the congratulations verse, the winning queens, her verse was my favorite. It's like, I'm Simone and I'm here mm. for the throne. So she might not be like a vocalist, but she can mm. turn a verse. I don't know what happened. Is she falling apart or something? She seems really. She's, <laughs> She's falling apart the seams, babes. I she just um she just seemed like she was having a real off week because um, like she just didn't she was just really nonplussed with all of it and it's and I think as well once you start being shit you start thinking oh my god that I am shit and then blah 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 blah. It's funny actually because she came in so confident and then Rue gave her that pep talk about you're in a saboteur and it, instead of teaching her to battle it she seems to have reminded her it exists and since then she's been Rue's pep talks have the opposite effect they actually <laughs> veer you yeah. off track even more boring than the recording I thought was the <laughs> was the dance rehearsal because like really nothing of note happened so I don't even know if you have any notes on that I didn't yeah it, it was a it was a bit boring but it was it was you know Utica was taking the piss um there was a bit yeah there was, there was some some smugness we learned that Gottmik was like oh um oh she's she's Denali's really good and that's difficult etc 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 but I I agree it was there wasn't a lot in it other than the fact that Rosa was a bit smug I also think Denali's very smug in in dance rehearsals I know she has the right to be but she comes across mm. very like teacher's pet <laughs> yeah like reminds me of the episode where she goes oh should I do a full leg spread with a high kick flick is that is that should I do that or just do what you said I know, it's very Rachel and Glee. In fact, a lot of this was Glee, this episode. Um, yes. So in the workroom, Utica asks, is anyone jaded by social media? And now they're talking more about trolls. So have you had much trolling experience, Sam? Receiving, not giving, I mean. Uh, oh, right, okay. That's a big difference. Um, <laughs> I think once upon a time, somebody said um, that something about me being um, like, oh... <laughs> Does his does his does his lip wrist do that all the time or something or um, something about being a bit shrieky? It was definitely homo related. So, um, but I but other than other than that, not really. I remember when I used to work at a newspaper where every time it was at the height of One Direction's fame, and if you wrote anything about One Direction, you'd get loads of teenagers like tweeting you, um, and one oh of God. them oh one of them wasn't One Direction. It was James Arthur, and someone got in touch with the paper so I guess it wasn't trolling because it was private and said by the way you're uglier than James Arthur <laughs> and I was like wow that is really <laughs> so bad that is really hurtful but um I managed to survive but we we have friends who have it on quite a... oh my god we do but I have to say I got live trolled once I was telling somebody the other day when um I we used to work for the Disney store and um I used to do the greet thing at the beginning and um, like you know when you used to go in, people were like, "Hi, welcome to the Disney store." That, and oh, um, wow. so I used to do that, and um, a, a, a gaggle of girls who I think would be trolls nowadays. It was, it was before social media. They a gaggle of girls came over, and one of them said, "You'd be quite fit if you weren't so spotty." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a backhanded compliment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I. <laughs> I love that you call it live trolls, as if there, <laughs> trolls is like the internet version of a bully. You're you've gone full circle there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Candy starts talking about how in season nine, when the whole viral moment with Asha and Valentina happened, uh, you're perfect, you're beautiful, you look like Linda Evangelista, you're a model. She says that she ended up getting called fat Asha because of that. So. 
I mean, it's good that the show is acknowledging because a lot of queens do get trolled after the show, but it's kind of what you sign up for. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah. shit. But also, unless you come off social media, there's not really that much to control it because it's quite hard to police the internet, really, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. It's like you were you were just about to say before I rudely cut you off um, that some of you know some close friends of ours get trolled quite a lot. And um, I used to do a radio show with uh, CBB's Casey Bachelor, and she's a good friend of mine now. And we used to have a section called. Um, Every troll's a goal, and would read out um, some of the rude things that she'd been on. She, she would be on the Daily Mail at least once a week, and I'd read, we'd read some of the comments out, and like um, some of them were just awful. Like, and, but it was funny that she would read them out herself. Like, she's got a massive chin, or like, uh, or, or like, or like, who is this irrelevant cow? Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really good videos of the queens doing that online, actually, they, where they meet, read out their mean tweets. And there's one iconic one where Chad Michaels reads out a tweet someone says, which is, Rue gave her a crown because she, so, she thought she's so old she's about to die and she wanted her to be happy. And Chad Michaels cracks up while reading it. And it's actually like a really funny moment. So I'd recommend there's, there's four videos of that online. Um, but Candy was part of another viral moment, which is sitting alone in the VIP. Were you al- aware of this meme? Um, no, do you know what? I, I was vaguely, I vaguely remembered it, but um, I think I did see it, but I, I, it's just memes and me, I don't know. This is when I actually heard Mimi of I'm Candy first. Muse. And Mimi, I'm first. This is when I first heard of Candy Muse, because she'd done it, and then a lot of the other queens like Alaska parodied it, parodied it and then that's when um, it became a song, because Alaska released Sitting Alone in the VIP featuring Candy Muse, which oh. they, they do oh. mention here, but they don't mention it's Alaska, which I thought was quite shady towards Alaska. But my shady bitches. <laughs> but I was gonna. It's a good song, by the way. But uh, Sam, I was gonna ask. We've been in a few VIP areas in our time. What What do you think is the most <laughs> most depressing one you've ever been in? <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know, I probably would say the one that you and I were in together for, um, like some drag race thing. Oh, was that because I was there? <laughs> that makes any VIP area. No, depressing. no, I uh, no, It was it was great fun because it was just you and me. But it literally was just you and me. <laughs> you and me and some warm wine. Um, other than other than other than that, I can't. Like, I think. Oh yeah, hang on. Oh no, I've got it. I went to a party once and there was a, um, well, I would say VIP area, but it was basically um, Janice Dickinson just cordoned off. <laughs> she, was, she, was just, she was just like, she was just sat on like a mini sofa for two with ropes around it. And, she, and someone was like, oh yeah, that's the VIP area. And I was like, it looks like she's trapped. <laughs> it was for the protection of the other guests. It wasn't a VIP area. Um, <laughs> yes. What about you? My worst one ever. Um, you might have been there so long ago. It was, uh, is Wireless Festival still going? So Wi Wireless Festival used to be at Hyde Park, and it was amazing. It had one of the best VIP areas. Like it had pool tables mm. and. Uh, football mm. table, what's it called foosball, loads of food, loads of drink, loads mm. of celebrities, and then it moved to mm. where the hell did it move? I I went a couple of times, but it moved to this other area, possibly Finsbury Park. Oh, oh I tell you what, I tell you what happened. Um, Barclay Card pulled out of Wireless, and they and started doing the Hyde Park ones that we've also been to in the Barclay Card area. So Wireless sort of and it and it turned into sort of like a really hardcore sort of dancey sort of thing. Yeah, and then the VIP area. They'd had a VIP area which was for the celebrities, and then they put the press in this area, which had no view of the stage, no food, no drink, 
And I was like, this area is worse than being in the festival. Like, what is here? <laughs> and I remember I went up to the organisers who'd invited us, and I was a bit drunk with my friends, and they always quoted this moment. I said, we're being treated like animals in there. <laughs> and, like, they still, they were just... But I was like, what's the point in giving someone a press ticket if the area that they're in is worse than any other area? <laughs> like, it's a punishment. It's not a, pr- it's not a pleasure. <laughs> So that was the one that sticks out in my mind. As 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 journalists, what sticks in my mind once was we had this like you get used to that you get used to the VIP life like really fucking quickly. And I remember I went on a uh, press trip to uh, Le Mans for the um, for the racing, and we were staying in a um, in a chateau, this beautiful chateau, and we were getting um, helicoptered like to and from, and then um, to and from the races. And one and one time we were standing there and we were waiting around and some girl said in all seriousness, she was like, oh, not being funny, but where the fuck are these choppers? <laughs> <laughs> and, it was, and it was like, really? She was talking about the local men. I think you got the wrong end of the stick there. But um, <laughs> I remember once I had a press trip to, um, it was in Malaysia and within, no, it wasn't Malaysia. It was the Seychelles. And within two hours of being... Wow, that's a good trip. It was really good, but within two hours of being at the villa, I realised I hadn't brought any underwear whatsoever. So I had to go to a local (laughs) shop and I got on a golf buggy that they provided so we could get to and from the complex uh, without having to walk. And straight away, I crashed it into a wall and broke the golf buggy, which was worth four grand. And I was like, this is why people like me shouldn't get press trips, (laughs) because chaos immediately. <laughs> Again, not really anyone's fault but your own. <laughs> I'd had a drink. And speaking of car crashes, Tina starts talking about dating Graham Norton. So I didn't think, <gasps> Again, I didn't... this is what this is why I give points for this. This was a good moment because I didn't think she was gonna bring this up because I thought Graham's on the UK show. They Graham's quite private. I didn't think they would do this, but they go for it. And they um, didn't mention they didn't mention that he was a judge on UK drag race, did they? No, I guess maybe, and it wouldn't have been filmed before because obviously he's been a judge for two years now. So, yeah, it's quite a weird, exactly. weird way to do it. But I, Tina says that people were saying to her, "Are you after his money and stuff?" and talking about how famous he is. And I was like, "I don't know. Like, would you think that Tina was after Graham's money? Because, like, she, I mean, she's not like some young hot escort type boy." I, th- I would. Well, thought... I don't know. I don't know if um, I've told you this before, but I um, I think I might have said that we shagged the same person. Basically, um, you I, and Graham. You know, I sort of, <laughs> yeah. I, I I was seeing this um, sort of seeing this like model type, and then um, and then he sort of went super quiet and stuff, and then it turned out he bumped into a friend of mine. And she was like, "Oh, well, you know, why why have you gone quiet on Sam?" And he was like, oh, I'm, "I'm seeing someone really famous." <laughs> that wasn't his accent. It was a bit like that, and um, it turned out it was Graham Norton. Oh, I know who that guy is. Yeah, I've shit. Do you? <laughs> well, well, no. I remember I once spoke to Graham Norton at a party, and he was with quite a Latino boyfriend. Unless he's had a few Latinos. Is that the accent you're doing? That, that was him. Yes, I've met him. Yes, and that was and that was him. But was was the was the party the um was an attitude party at, at um downstairs, and and it was in the VIP area. No, it was a press night for a theatre show, but I forget which. Oh no, it was um we will rock you maybe. I don't oh, know. right. Well, I mean, it was it was very awkward because the day I found that out, I went to a party and they were both there, and it was super awkward. And um, I'll tell, I mean, I'll tell you the, <laughs> I'll tell you the full version off air. But um, it was it was a strange scenario. <laughs> you should have taken Tina Burner as your date, then that would have 
really, really made it awkward. Um, so they go on to speak uh, more romance ahead. They talk about their cartoon crushes. Sam, do you have a cartoon crush? Yeah, well, like CGI, does that count? Is it Shrek? <laughs> it's, it's Donkey. Better than in it. Well, he is hung. Um, uh, who are you going to say? Um, I think, you know, just like, just, I don't know, Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Is it, isn't he a boy or a robot? I don't know why I'm questioning you like that because I'm, mine is the green M&M. So I don't know why. I... <laughs> that is a joke, right? No, I always thought she was very sexy. I mean, the thing I find weird is not that she's an M&M, it's that she's a woman. I like It's very confusing on multiple <laughs> levels, but she used to be so like... So many levels. I know, but I definitely, given the chance, I think w- would have been romantic with her when I was younger, maybe not now. <laughs> so on the runway, okay, Rue once again is wearing shoulders. And I know the other week you said, because I pointed out the hypocrisy of what she said to Astina Mandela, and you said the shoulders were so exaggerated mm. and you were right. But these shoulders are not mm. that exaggerated. She is a hypocrite because she told Astina broad shoulders need to be hidden. And yet she has been broad shouldered ever since. I think she don't think she is um, as broad shouldered. I mean, like, like I've seen her have like proper manly shoulders. Like um, Rue doesn't have. I mean, Rue has shoulders, but they are them. You know, there's no muscle tone there at all. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, it seems she'll defend her no matter what. But I think it's hypocritical, and <laughs> that's my view on it. Um, she asks Michelle what her favourite app is and they do a funny bit where all the judges are ignoring on their phone. This made me proper laugh. Like, they carried it on really, like, it was really funny. Like, they carried it all the way through and um, this is, again, why I was giving it such a high score because they've not done that before and it was an actual funny gag. Made me laugh out loud. Don't tell me you're going up to 10 again. It took ages to bring you down from that ledge. I can't can't deal with it. (laughs) No, no, no. Mercury's back! Uh, and we get our first male judge of the series, which is Jamal Sims, because it's been all women so far. So, I mean... I know, but, and, and like, and Jesus, I mean, how often does he have to get his tits out? Like, in the whole rehearsal thing, like, what it was with him is him and his big old bosoms out, and, a, um, and, and one of those necklaces that brings the eye down to the tits. I know, he's got tattooed titties, hasn't he? And he loves to get them out. He's paid for them. <laughs> I'm asking your favourite question of the week, which is we find out the category is yellow gorgeous. So what would you have done for yellow? I would have been a skinny streak of piss. <laughs> you would have gone as water spots, <laughs> just pissing down the runway. <laughs> just like you could have done like, you know, loads of, um, you know, that um, see-through like material like those are like yellow stuff and been like I really just just like like a real watery effect but with yellow oh well piss off I would have done um, <laughs> I'm surprised no one did this but a Simpsons illusion like I think if you'd done a really good Marge Simpson that would have been good wouldn't it I mean this is quite a good category like a sexy Marge oh, yeah. Ow, homie. yeah definitely <laughs> So, (laughs) should we get into the actual rusical? So, you clearly loved this rusical. Um, Why? Mm, I thought it was really good. Um, I think there was... I mean, it wasn't perfect in any way. um, But I think... I think there was there were so many standout people. The people who were rubbish were really rubbish. So it wasn't it wasn't difficult to uh, tell who was crap and who wasn't, which was good. I mean, I thought they were particularly harsh on Tina Burner because I didn't think she was that bad, and I missed the fact that she stopped um, that she stopped miming. And I think um, it was, I, I just think. I mean, I did find, even Rosie Rosie was amazing, but I did find her quite annoying. But only in the kind of way that you know really 
Broadway type of people are quite annoying anyway. And um, and I think, uh, but there were just some there were just some surprises. Like I thought Denali and Gottmik were brilliant. I think Utica was Utica was good, if a little odd as always, but that same old, same old. I don't know. They had some funny moments. It was a great sound of music reference. I mean, it was good. Oh yeah, I was going to go through the references. So I caught obviously Cabaret. They did a Chicago Cell Block Tango, Hamilton, mm-hmm. Funny Girl. Was there mm-hmm. any any? Which was the sound of music? She says, they say to her, what is it you can't face? To Tina Burner, which is a, a, a famous, hilarious line from Sound of Music. What is your favourite musical? Because, uh, have, you seen, have you seen it? Because basically, it sounds, if you listen to it, it sounds like Mother Superior is saying to, um, saying to Maria, what is it you cunt face? Well, I only saw Sound of Music recently and I only watched the first half because I found it very, very boring, which I know is sacrilege. <laughs> but I think maybe it's a film... That is sacrilege. You might have to watch it as a child to fully appreciate it. I don't think it's one you can get into as an adult. It's my favourite musical, if that's that in answer to your question, it's Sound of Music. Mine is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which I really hope comes back soon because it's been off for so long now. But I also love Avenue Q and I love Dear Evan Hansen. Have you seen that one? No, I mean, I loved I loved um, a few of the... Um, I really liked the take of that one. I saw that with a friend of a mutual friend of ours and I thought it was fantastic. I was a bit pissed there and I cried all the way through. Um, and uh, Legally Blonde's really good. Obviously, Wicked's really good. Um, Wicked is up there. We have seen a lot of them. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing um, the short-lived. You can't. Is it called "I Can't Sing"? The ex. Did you see that? There was on one of the press nights. Oh, I loved that. I thought it was really good. I was surprised it flopped so bad. I thought it was. I thought, I thought it was really good as well. And you know, and without, I was on hallucinogenic drugs basically that night. And <laughs> um, and the whole scenario with because it's Harry Hill, isn't it? And it goes, it goes into such, it went into such weirdness. And because I was so high, I was like, <gasps> oh my god. And then like, and then because it was such big celebrities there, I, I literally couldn't cope. Like I, I turned around and physically bumped into Joan Collins and. And um, and and like I nearly ran over. Um, what, who's that? Ronnie Corbett. Like I bumped into Ronnie Corbett. Ronnie Corbett bumped into my into like he was like ass level. And I was like, oh sorry. And he was like Ronnie Corbett. And I was like, oh. And I was sat next to Gemma Arterton. And I, the whole time I just thought, is this really happening, or am I just fucked? And it was it was both. <laughs> I remember once I was sat next to in the theatre, um, Tom Jones, and I was like partly starstruck, oh, wow. but partly like it's really annoying because he's got a massive grey, like afro in my way and I can't see but you don't want to like ask him to move his head because he's like a legend and I doubt he'll say yeah uh, <laughs> excuse me can you can you calm down your throat because I can't see properly mister it's not unusual to be able to see can you just move please thank you um so what else who else did you think was a highlight and a low light in the rusical well definitely got Mick was a highlight Elliot with two t's was I mean it was she, she she did a passable version of the song that was quite good because I liked her dancing. Um, her dancing was good. Mm. It was, she's good at she's good at dancing, but her her singing is not is not very good. I was quite surprised by Olivia. I thought she was better than I thought that it's better than she seemed she was going to be. Yeah, and I don't think you got enough props for literally getting it out and not looking bad because <laughs> that was hard. I agreed with you about Tina. I thought she was really good. I thought she was going to be in the top. And I didn't notice, even mm. on second viewing, the bit that they kept referencing about her not lip syncing. Mm. So I thought that was a bit harsh. Apparently some people found the Russian bit offensive, which I don't really know the full story behind that. What? But 
Yeah, like it was that, a. F- or, or because they because they say we're out to, basically because they say we're out to destroy America. Maybe that's it. Yeah, like making them out to be villains. But I guess I mean it is referencing what? a well-known news st- story that's ongoing, really, isn't it? So it's it's not yeah, a race. No, not thing. only is it ongoing, but also but also with any in any um that's like you could watch any fucking James Bond film and get offended because there's always some sort of nationality that's the enemy. Well, apparently people are increasingly offended by that. The fact that they always kind of make the villain like either Russian or Japanese or something. It's never like... Or Arab, from the Arab world, etc, etc. Yes, I think that is going to be more of a conversation. Um, I thought, to me, Candy was the worst, but I also found Simone very disappointing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but the sunglasses, she just felt very disconnected. But I actually agreed, I think, with all the decisions, apart from Tina, this episode. So that was a refreshing change because we've been disagreeing a lot lately. (laughs) What, you and the judges or you and me? Us and the judges, especially me and the judges. I've been (laughs) ranting the house down. (laughs) Uh, Should we go through these yellow runways then? I did like the fact that um, I thought I thought Gottmik when she was when she was singing really sounded like Brian Molko. Did you not? Did you get that? Oh, I didn't from Placebo. Yeah, yeah, massively. Have a listen again, and it's like it's almost exactly the same voice. Oh, I remember in school when I called them placebo, and everyone made fun of me. You know, when you're trying to be, <laughs> you're trying to be cool. I'm really into placebo right now. Like what? Placebo? Like fuck? Oh, I was a big fan of Casabayan. Who's that? What's that? Casabian. Casabayan. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of like, oh God, that's what I was thinking then. Um, should we do these runways? <laughs> Let's. So Tina comes out in a cab kind of costume. So it's funny that yellow is one of her signature colours anyway, because like typically <laughs> yes. it would play to her, but she doesn't put any red or orange on it. So it's like, for her, it's quite restrained. Now I was actually... the time. Now was the time. She could have done that. And no red wig. I actually thought it was... Um, the best she's looked probably maybe so far. I, I think she looked really good, but I don't think it was, it was, there was two taxis. It was the worser of the two taxis. Definitely. So it was quite good to see her and be able to judge her before we saw the better taxi. I think that benefited her a lot. Yeah. I also thought yeah. Olivia, Olivia looked nice in her ostrich feather puffs. Sorry to say puffs, but mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm getting something <laughs> quite dull. Oh my God, I'm getting triggered. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting. I'm finding her runways quite boring. They're nice, but they're not. They're just very predictable. She's she's the new Tamisha. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of Simone and her suspenders? This is a very a very Simone look, isn't it? So I think um, I wasn't I wasn't hugely impressed. To to be honest with you, I, I mean I liked it, but it's just like there wasn't you know there's there's not a lot to it than just the suspenders. I just uh, yeah, it was a bad week for her. Well, just because she's done so many amazing runways, I think anything under that, and it's just disappointing. It's not up to her usual standard. Mm -hmm. We're not angry, we're just disappointed. Yeah. What did you think of Utica's sideless 14th century gown? I think she thought it was better than it was. I mean, I thought it was really good. (laughs) It was, but it was another, it was another gown from Utica and, um... You know, just had like a bodice on the in the middle, or like underneath it, and it's. I mean, I don't. Were gowns back then supposed to look like they were just like hung on? I don't. I don't really get it. Why there was gaps around the side? I don't. It wasn't. Her yeah, best. I think. I think that was just the style of the time. So I hadn't seen that before. So it was interesting to see. But yeah, um, she probably made it herself. So props for that. But it wasn't my favourite. <laughs> yeah, we're we're over that now with Utica. <laughs> oh, did you make it yourself, babes? Well done. Yeah, still shit. But Candy looked good doing Beyonce Lemonade. I I don't know if I would have got the reference, even though I know, obviously, I love the album, but I didn't think she did it quite well enough 
to know it without being told. Mm. But I think if she wanted to do that, she could have come out with a baseball bat because obviously Beyonce has the baseball bat in the video. Oh, yes. Yeah, that would have been better. But she did look good. And then we get the superior taxi from Elliot with two T's. Mm, great. There's been so many copies this year. Well, not copies, but like accidental replications. It seems really mm. weird. Well, it's like the um, is it like the chips one from the UK? But um, I know, I know we have. I know this has been and gone. But I just wanted to ask you again, like, so are we supposed to think that in that one that they that there was copying involved? Because you can't really you can't really copy if you're bringing all your stuff, can you? And like, so they wouldn't have known. It's like the whole it's like the whole Madonna nothing really matters one where they all had where like four of them had the outfit. Well, the point of the Drag Race UK scandal was that they'd had the seven month break. So usually you're right, they couldn't change it once they brought their stuff but they got to take all their stuff back home and they said that um who was it sister sister had already seen there was a chips outfit and then when she she changed her pamela anderson to a chips one when they came back but i don't think it was intentional because i don't think you'd intentionally copy someone when you know you have and make it worse (laughs) unique situation because of the break Wow, we're doing a cross. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I see, I see that. I'm gonna make it worse. <laughs> we're gonna, we're doing a crossover episode now. Getting back into Drag Race UK, our heads are spinning. Um, <laughs> what did you think of Rose doing the her mask ode to the mask? I don't think it was very good, to be honest. Um, I do. I really like. I really like the mask, the film actually, and I think. Um, but like, there's a lot more to the mask than just a green face. Like it's a whole, like it should have been yeah, whole fucking grimace. Do you know what I mean? It should have been like funny yet super scary, but it was just a green face. So it wasn't, it wasn't really enough. And um, it, the outfit was a bit yellowy and it just wasn't that impressive. So, um, I mean, she, she won because she was the star of the show in the musical. But um, that is that is it, really. I, do, I just don't think it was the best. You said the outfit was yellowy, but it's meant to be yellow. You meant it was orangey. I, I meant orange. I meant orangey, sorry. <laughs> You're right, though. The Mask is quite a scary film. Like, I used to be quite scared of the man at the end in it. But, yeah, she she went for, the obviously, the more Jim Carrey, normal, friendly mask. I got the reference, but I thought... Mm. The face didn't seem quite green enough. And then it's like the face is green, but the mm-hmm. runway is about being yellow. But the green is like the focal point. Yeah, so weird. I didn't think it was bad enough to cost her the win. Thank God. But it was still not. No, no, not great. I really also didn't like Denali's Medusa thing. I thought it was really half assed <laughs> Once again, she thought it was amazing, though. So you can just shut the fuck up. She's still in Denali denial. But um, yeah. I thought for a, we've just seen Medusa done better on Drag Race UK, even you know the pig Medusa. So oh my god, that was amazing compared, and that's a, that's a first for us to say that. I know, but this this one was worth it just for the pun that Denali does, which is born naked and the rest is drag. I thought, well, that sold it to me, and then later on she says, "This is <laughs> this is Britney Snake." from the VMA has grown up. I was like, it may not look good, but you've sold it with these explanations, definitely. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you 100%. And my favourite of the week was Got Mick. I thought, as this crashed <sighs> on me, I thought she looked amazing. Oh, it is my outfit outfit of the week by, by mile. Oh my God, we agree again. I actually thought she looked really sexy as well. I'm just going to start calling her Hot Mick because I might be getting a bit of a I know, I crush. thought sexy too. In fact, I thought she was. Do you know what I thought? He he was sexy the whole way through. When like, because like it's. I, I've I've often found. I mean, this is uh, this is off 
off piece, but like you know, I like I fancied hot lesbians before a, a good few times because they're really super sexy and the way he's and the way I know he's obviously trans now but the way he like holds himself is really I don't know like there's there's a confidence and like a sexiness that um that I really appreciate oh, I've had that with lesbians before they call them in America studs where they're really like quite a manly lesbian who acts mm. like a almost like an arrogant man and it's like it's very attractive and now that all the lines of gender have been blurred it's like i'm going to end up with a bloody yeah. woman at this rate but just by process of <laughs> different stages because <laughs> oh my god when i when i used to live in australia right there was i used to work in a video shop that's how long ago it was <laughs> and this um this aussie woman used to come in and she was so butch and she'd come in and she'd go all right to me yeah and she'd always wear like these long like um like basketball tops she'd just come in and be all like you know all right all right babe and i'd be like and i would go oh hi <laughs> and i would melt into a big girly mess you did you do start to get hard very exciting <laughs> so we find out that rose denali and mick are the tops tina simone and candy are the bottoms so i think we're in agreement apart from tina aren't we yeah, yeah. And then I feel like what happened with Tina is similar to what happened on Drag Race UK with a horror where there was such a clear difference. The bottom two was so obvious. They kind of just had to pluck one of the other people just to join them. But really, they were never going to lip sync. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I we, agree, yeah. We have the debate about Michelle thinking rosé is orange. And I, I thought it was more yellow. I know, I agree. I agree. I agree with you. I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that orange. It wasn't enough to... I mean, I mean, the costume, the outfit itself wasn't great. So, but I, I think maybe Michelle's a little bit colorblind, perhaps. Have you seen online, there was a little bit of a thing this week about, you know, the running joke where every time Michelle starts speaking, RuPaul goes, silence! And they they do that a lot. <laughs> that must be, they, what they, is that a new thing that they keep doing? Because I've noticed that. It was quite funny. No, they've done it since Michelle's been on the show, which is season three. And sometimes they do it more than others. But then someone this week tweeted that they found it really uncomfortable watching a man silence a woman on TV. And it's like, it's clearly oh. it's clearly a joke. And Michelle had to get involved. And Shut sh- up. I can't. <laughs> I know. It's crazy what's happening. Like, people are so offended. Oh. I was going to be very offended because I thought for a second that they were giving the win to Denali and Mick, like a joint win. It seemed like Rue was doing that. But then, <gasps> Me too. And I thought, oh, my God, they're going to do to Rosé what they did to Rosé's friend, Jan, memorably last season, which is, like, build up <laughs> as if they're going to win just to get that face crack on the main stage. But thank God they didn't <laughs> do it this time. Rosé won, and she is, I believe, the first pork chop queen to win a challenge, which is amazing. We had the first winner to go home last week. Yeah, and, she, and, and look at her face. She definitely, yeah. Oh, she loves it. This is like, because she's been really worried, her and Denali, that they're not being taken seriously. And now I think she's already quite confident and you say smug. I think Mm. we're going to see, I think Rosé (laughs) could win. I really think she might win. But in the bottom two, it's Simone versus Candy, which I don't think anyone can argue with that. No. I kind of felt like some, I thought we were going to get a really shocking moment where Simone might suddenly crash and burn and lose because she seemed so defeated and in Untucked, apparently, she said she thought that the judges would keep Candy because Candy would be more popular, which is crazy because watching the show, we, that's not at all what we're getting. No way. And then the lip sync song comes. It's Boss by Fifth Harmony. Are you a fan of this song? Um, I like Fifth Harmony. They've, uh, I mean, I love the, the, love the song Work From Home, something that we're all very... Um, 
familiar with nowadays. Um, but this one I hadn't yeah. heard of. It just it just basically sounded like a song. It just sounded like a song about Michelle Obama. I think this was the follow up to Work from Home, but it wasn't as big of a hit. But I remember I did like it at the time. It's one of my favorite of theirs. But they they're not a really great girl band, are they? They've always just been there. They've never no. really been that exciting. No. Um, <laughs> So who t- who did you think won this lip sync? Um, yeah, it was it was definitely Simone won it. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't really a great. I mean, I know how much you love a good lip sync, um, but I don't think it. This definitely won't go down in history. It was, it was it was mediocre. I agree. I don't think either of them slayed it. I think Candy gave more energy, but Simone, uh, as always, she like has a really good, unique style. But I don't know if she maximized it in this song. So. Um, when Simone got saved, I thought that's probably more based on her past performance. Mm, oh, 100%. But I had a feeling, not to be bragging about getting it right, but I thought Candy's not going to leave. I just don't feel like this episode has set her up to leave. <sighs> but then Rue said sashay away, and I thought, oh shit, I'm wrong. She really is leaving. And then, for the first time ever, Rue's <laughs> never let a queen get this far down the elimination. She's done it before with Eureka and with... Ben de la Creme and on All Stars with Monique. But this is the longest she's left it before pulling that gag. So it's, it was a real traumatic moment and it was fun. But at the same time, I was ready for Candy to leave, to be honest. Do you feel like that or do you want to see more? I agree, I agree with you. I was ready. I mean, there was, I, I did think, oh, this is the cherry on the cake for me that she's, you know, this would have been a 10 out of 10. I, but then the thing is, and then, but then Candy's um, speech was really sweet. I'd started to warm to her. Um, she was, you know, she was, she was being less mean. And, um, and then I actually really liked this because it is, no matter who it is, like, it's a nice, it's a nice surprise and you can see all the rest of the cast are really happy. And um, it just, it just ended the show on like a really nice moment. I mean, cause you know, sometimes, sometimes you feel shortchanged like you've been, you've wasted your time watching an episode when nobody goes home. But um, this time I think, um, I think she, I think she has more to give. I don't, she, she's not going to be in the top. I think it'll be uh, the next week or the week after, but um, yeah, I, 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 I really liked it. I think she's, kind of been struggling the whole way through the competition. So I don't think she's been kept because she's going to potentially win mm. or turn it around. I think she's yeah. been kept for drama, but even that doesn't make a lot of sense because she is, like you said, is calming down and being more nice. It's like, I feel like this is a bit of a waste of a save. And like if Denali is in the bottom soon, which I can see happening and ends up going home, I'll be mm. really annoyed that they used it at this point. And for a lip sync that wasn't even worthy of a double chante, I know it wasn't a double chante. It was a... Candy, you lost, but we're going to keep you anyway. But I, I thought it was a little bit oh, yeah, frustrating, yeah. but it is what it is. And the longest season of all time continues. By the way, do you know, Sam, <laughs> do you know that ne- yeah. it says next week is Snatch Game, but next week is not Snatch Game. Next week is a, a COVID episode. And then the week after is Snatch Game. Oh, what a whole, what you mean? So a whole Queens at Home episode that like... Not like the UK did it, like a little special on the side. It's a whole episode. I think it's going to be, yeah, I think, I believe so, unless I'm wrong. So if if they do that, we will be recapping it next week, but we'll probably keep it short because, I mean, we're here to really <laughs> recap the competition, not just like random side bits. 
But the week after that, we'll be doubly spoiled because we get another Snatch game. And I have to admit, I've accidentally seen a spoiler about it, but I'll keep it to myself and won't ruin it. <gasps> oh, well, they did sort of show us a couple of bits, didn't they? I mean, like, so you could, if I was going to, I almost paused it to have a look and see who people were, but I didn't. Well, I know who one of them is from the, spo- from the spoiler I saw, and you can see it in the preview, but I'll just try and keep it to myself for now. We've got two weeks. Hopefully I'll forget between now Good and then, boy. so the spoiler will be irrelevant. And <laughs> you'll forget by tomorrow. We will see you on Friday for more Drag Race UK. Yay, thanks guys. And actually my partner said he misses us clicking it out on the podcast, which we used to do more at the beginning before you were there, Sam. But for, for old time's sake, do you want to click it out? How do I do that? You click your fingers into the mic. Oh. <laughs> I like that. That sounded more like clapping. I wasn't, I was clicking. Okay, cool. Maybe we'll bring it back then. Tell us your feedback. <laughs> and we'll see you Friday. <laughs> see you guys.